The next and last stop is Atlantic Avenue Barclays Center. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. lot of Nets podcasts. I mean, Oof. the only Net fans you know, the only what, the only Nets fans you know, at least they've got some self-aware. I mean, come on, Look man. Or are these guys? Welcome back to the Only Nets Fans You Know podcast. I'm Peter. I'm joined by my friend and fellow Nets confidant, Charlie. PDPP. We're back. We got a lot of talk about what's uh, what's our working title. Let's just jump straight into it's it. It's the preseason extravaganza. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. That's I it. I mean, that's exactly what it says. It is. There's no explanation. We're going to be talking about media day. We're going to be talking about the first couple of days of training camp and a couple of our uh, takes and opinions on everything. I don't know if they want those. Hopefully, hopefully they do. If not, it's just good banter to listen to on, on your way to work. Agreed. All right. Uh, I guess we just straight into it, man. Let's go. Media day. Very different than the last couple of years. Obviously, the main story was Katie and the trade request. I mean, what's to say about it? We've argued, cried, laughed, prayed all summer about this. Now... We have answers, supposedly. Vague, you know, vague representations of answers, but answers nonetheless. So, what did Kevin Durant have to say about all of this? What was his big takeaway from everything? I'll read it out if, if so, if the audience, you know, just can get a taste of Just go ahead. Just do it. I wanted everybody to be held accountable for their habits as a basketball player, Durant said. I think a lot of stuff was getting swept under the rug because we're injured and this guy's not around, or that's just the circumstances. I thought we could have fought through that a little bit more and focus on the guys that were here a little bit more. Uh, obviously, he's referring to the losing streak last year when he was out and Harden started to uh, to fade his, uh, his Brooklyn lore. So, obviously, that was the main story. Do you believe it, though? Well, I feel like I got the cadence down perfect. I feel like I really got the anguish in his voice down. So I don't want to just divert away from that. He looked pissed. He looked real pissed. I he feel did like, not look happy. I feel like here. I really, I, I mean, the nice sound pissed. Not really. Well, I tried. Anyway, do you believe that that is the reason why he requested a trade? Because of that run, supposedly. It could be one of the reasons. I don't think that's the only reason. But yeah, sure. Why not? I, who knows. This guy's such a fucking, I don't know. To me, he's just unpredictable in all his actions. And I really just, I don't know what's what anymore. The media spins a lot of things. He even mentioned in a lot of quotes, a lot of that shit was somewhat true. Some of it was completely false. You know, some of it just wasn't the full story. I think that was Nash who said that. Nash or Marks, but I... I'm not quoting any of Like, everything I'm going to read... Out loud and a very good cadence about the players is going to be direct quotes. I'm making vague assumptions based off those quotes, so bear that in mind. I can easily just look up the quotes, but that's neither here nor there. So that quote that you that you're referring to about the the truths and whatnot, 
was referring to KD's request to dump Nash and Marks. I think that did happen. I don't believe that that losing streak was the reason why he wanted out. We saw KD playing very differently last year. A lot of like lazier turnovers, just uh, not, not saying he didn't play hard or whatever, but I, that might have contributed to it. The word is lethargic. I don't think he was. I don't think he was. He didn't look like he had his full head and effort in the game. To be honest, some games. I don't like. I don't know. Are you nervous that he's gonna pull this shit again? Oh yeah, I'm also nervous. Kyrie Irving doesn't show up to games, and I'm also also nervous. Ben Simmons is not gonna show up to games. No, I I I, I don't know about that. Mark said that a deal was almost done for KD. Could you imagine what team do you think that could have even been be like so much speculation? I I would like I would like to lean towards the Celtics, but I'm also now thinking it could have been the Raptors. I think it was the Suns. I yeah, I think either one of those three teams had the best options. I, I wouldn't say it was the Heat, but I don't think the Heat could really offer us anything, honestly. Why keep them in your conference if you're gonna dump them? You're not. You shouldn't. I, I don't want to face this guy. <laughs> but Katie was actually like a kind of understanding of, you know, getting a like for like, as Mark said. He knows Katie knew that he's a good player and the Nets weren't going to give him away. So I respect that, that he said that. I, a little side note, I was diverting away from the topic, but I, I think looking back at the Harding trade, and what Philly, I mean, Philly's got nice young pieces in Thibault and Maxi. Harden's not looking, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying anything yet, but Harden doesn't look like he's the same player anymore. And I feel like Ben Simmons is in the right environment here. Just saying. I'm just throwing that in there. But yeah, back to the whole quotes and media day stuff. Just, I'm, I'm just cautiously optimistic. We're going to talk that. about Ben. Well, let's talk about Ben. He was on the big, uh, what do you call the old big man, the old man in the three, which is JJ Reddick's podcast. He seems like he's hyped to be in Brooklyn. He I, seems yeah. excited, and uh, everything from media day and what we've been seeing. He's knocking down shots. Hopefully, that translates to a game. But all I want is someone that's motivated, wants to be in Brooklyn, and is just not James Harden. I. <laughs> well said. I hundred full heartedly agree. I mean, you even go as far as watching videos of him, Ben Simmons taking jump shots, and he's taking confident fadeaways. And then he said in practice, he's hundred percent from free throw line. Oh, that's, really? I are you I can, sure? Yeah, I, you want me to look it up right now? I will. No. I'm okay. Gonna, uh, Promise you, I'll send it to you later. There was a big story about the big three not taking a picture together. I think that's bullshit. They had to take a picture together, but let people freak out. Hmm. But what do you think about Kyrie giving up a mega deal? That's insane. For for the vaccine. That's so insane to me, personally. I mean, I'm greedy as hell. I'm taking the money. Yo, give me five of them a day. I, the amount of respect I have for Kyrie, whether you like what he did or not, I agree. That's, you know, he's, he's sticking to his word. He's sticking to his, his morals. I can't, I can't shit on that. And uh, you know what? He seemed really happy. As sad and upset as Katie might have looked in a lot of pictures, 
Kyrie looked happy to be back. And people hate Kyrie. I get it. But there's just something about me that is – his love for the area, his hometown roots is very endearing to me. Is it – um? Is it, I don't know. Is it just me or does he give off the vibe? He's like starting to – he looks like visually, physically, he looks more seasoned. Is that is that like the right way to say it? Like he's got a little gray spots on his hair. You know, he looks like he's becoming more Uncle Drew and racing more of like becoming a veteran in the NBA as opposed to being that, you know, young guy gun. And it seems like he's – that's like – he's got a long beard now. I don't know if you saw it. A longer beard. Pretty mm. – he looks, he looks more mature. That's the best way I could put it. I hope he doesn't take that the wrong way. He sounded he sounded mature. Uh, nice, but again, they still didn't play one game yet. Go. We'll, we'll see. Two other points about Kyrie. One, do you believe his reaction to the KD trade request? He opts in, and it's quote unquote awkward for him. Do you believe that was the response? Do you believe he didn't know anything about it? The trade, the upcoming trade request. It's hard for me to believe that. I'm not gonna call the guy a liar. Like, ah, what the fuck? But it just seems a little odd that he wouldn't give Kyrie a heads up. That and supposedly Kyrie almost left. Also, there weren't many options, but there was an option. We could speculate on that. <laughs> Lakers. Anyway, um, yeah, I I don't know, man. I don't know if his reaction is genuine because I don't know how. Genuine, he ha- they don't have to be genuine by any means. I mean, he could have probably found out like weeks prior. Kyrie probably said, "Hey, listen, this is going to be the mo- I'm going to make a lot of money this year, just opting in anyway. And if I have to prove something to make more money, maybe I'll do that." He's, well, I feel like he's taking a shot on himself because a lot of people didn't want him to uh, want him to get a shot. The dumb. Uh, I see what you did there. See? One thing that KD did say about Kyrie. Hear this out. Kyrie opts in, trade request comes in. We learned from Media Day that Kevin Durant wanted to run back that team that lost to the Bucks. So maybe some of his thinking is Kyrie's going to be gone after this year. Maybe that added to it. I, I, I really, I really don't know. But they've been working out with Ben for for a little bit and. But I don't know. There's, there's a, a, a lot to dissect. I'm optimistic about the chemistry, honestly. I really am. I think this is a really nice group of um, players that can blend well together in the new form of basketball. I know you just checked your text, and I know you saw the thing about the 100% free throws. So, good. And now you give me a thumbs up. So, sorry to interrupt that, but I had to make a note. But, honestly um, – Kyrie would want to work with probably Lakers, and he probably he he's gonna make more money now that he's betting on himself. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna prove everyone this year that he's gonna be an elite player again. I mean, he's always been an elite player. I mean, look at look at what he's look at what he's average when he's healthy. What is it like like fifty, forty, ninety, whatever it is? Crazy man, that's nuts. That's uh, he did that in consecutive years. So Sean Marks kind of got a – I feel like he got kind of got off easy on media day. He had, you know, the quotes about KD, the, the quote-unquote like for like. The uh, first off, I'm not his boss. 
We're partners. Weird. Real weird. I know. That sounded a little weird to me. It just, it sounds funny to me that the guy wanted you gone. I Okay, right? All the media's here. Of course. They're not going to say, yeah, fuck that guy. He wanted me <laughs> out. They're not going to say that. But it just felt like a, that situation was kind of swept under the rug. First of all, there's probably some media members that will probably say that. Just not naming any names. Stephen Knight. Um, hey, listen, Sean Marks, I think he deserves to have a nice, easy media day. I think getting off easy, he deserves it. Give it to him, Pete, first of all. Listen, he's like, how much shit has this guy gone through since Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Steve Nash joined this team? He went through, he's, this guy has gone through hell and back. No GM wants that kind of stress he's put under. And uh, I, a lot. I, the Nets have been blindsided every year in their existence. That's why I have no championships. Last year, it was kind of refreshing to hear him say that they were blindsided. We kind of saw that with all the crazy lineups full of rookies. That's but, what I'm saying. Uh, you know, it's hard to kind of plan for what happened, but I don't know. There's uh, going to be some changes if the Nets don't break <laughs> out with a couple wins. How many games, how many losses, what's the record have to be until Nash gets fired? I don't know. You've got to be 10 games under 500, right? At least. I would imagine. I would imagine. They were talking about Klax being the center, then maybe being the center. Klax looks fucking amazing. He has to be amazing. I think he's. this is his make-or-break year to know if he's any quality NBA player, right? This is. Well, he has the contract already. I know, but this is a chance to prove it to the league that he's – he can start, and we'll get into it. But I think he's ready. I mean, this is what they've groomed him for all these years for. For this, I feel like for this particular year, I'm excited about Sharp. I think Sharp is actually going to be a dog. I really believe that. I think he's going to be our dog. I think he's going to fucking really just get in there, grind, grab boards, and be a, a rim runner. Whereas I think Claxton is going to now turn into that stretch five that is now hyper. Think about the hyper versatile defense. I wait. I want to wait. I'm going to wait to the starting lineup. I'm going to wait. Okay. Talk about that. I'm excited for Claxton. That's it. Anything else you want to uh, want to bring up about media day? Uh. Hmm. There's probably a lot of shit. Like Steve Nash talking about um, his fight quote-unquote, with Durant, um, saying how families they get into arguments and this shit happens. They go a long way back. Again, this is all – those were just words jumbled up I put together, but those were more or less what was Yeah, said. that was – yeah. So, and again, uh, a funny thing, Markeith Morris, uh, who we're very excited about joining the Nets, has uh, said that, you know, families fight. I fight with my wives all the time. You know, I fight with my my. Yeah, and then they get together. <laughs> they get together. They get and back up. together. I, I, so you know, I everyone think, everyone's under that consensus. It seems like Nick uh, was it Nick Riddell, whatever the fuck his name is, the fucking asshole, said the the atmosphere was like low, was like a divorce or some shit. He said, "I wish I kept it in front of me." But that guy just loves to fucking pile on the nets. What is it? What? Who's this? He's a beat writer for who? ESPN. 
great. He needs to be a guy. That's all you need to know, Pete. I'm happy you don't know who he is. I don't. I don't read that shit. That shit's fucking garbage. Used to do the Warriors. Used to follow the Warriors. Then ESPN got uh, got him. I mean, you can read it for headlines, and that's pretty much it. And the headlines turn into all these. Anyway, I digress. All right, let's get to the training camp. Well, we're gonna just go over the roster. Let's just do it. I mean, what what else are we gonna do? We have to tell the people who's on our team going into training camp. They're, if if they don't know who's in the roster, how are we gonna get our points across? So starting from the top, our boy Chris Chioza. Got Nick Claxon, Seth Curry, David Duke Jr., draft pick last year. Kevin Durant, I don't know, never heard of him. Kessler Edwards, draft pick last year, pretty excited about still. Got Raekwon Gray, who was a late signing this year. Uh, got Joe Harris coming back. Kyrie Irving showing up for basketball. Patty Mills coming back on a deal who said he was very – they unfinished business was his quote. That's why he re-signed. Got Markeith Morris, Royce O'Neal, Aaron Sharp, Ben Simmons, a guy named Edmund Sumner. Edmund Sumner was with Indiana. He's had, it's coming off an injury, but he's a he's a good young player that might might be a sleeper pick. Thank you for filling me in because I forgot that. You got your boy Cam Thomas, who I saw at a Cyclones game this summer. Uh, T.J. Warren, uh, excited about him. Um, Yuta Watanabe, um, Exhibit 9 contract, and um, might be a little bit of a sleeper for us this year. Alondis Williams and Marcus Zagorowski, who was a draft pick for us last year. Played for Long Island. I want to add, Alondis is a two-way contract. So is David Duke Jr. Yep. So for the additions to the roster, the main additions were Markeith Morris, as we know, a free agent. He's on a one-year deal. Royce O'Neal via trade. The same day that the KD trade request got <laughs> broke, <laughs> that that deal also went through. What a what a weird day. What a weird emotional <laughs> thing day for a Nets fan. I was excited about Royce O'Neal. Edmund Sumner, free agency. Like I said, from Indiana. The bubble god, T.J. Warren who I absolutely think is a steal for the Nets if he could play. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't think a lot of this Williams is going to get a, a, a lot of play, but I, I'm, I'm excited to see how these new additions work out. Subtractions. Yep. Sorry, my prediction for um, the G League MVP, Alondis Williams. Subtractions. We lost Aldridge. Bruce Brown went to the Nuggets. Dragic went to the Bulls. Drummond went to the Bulls also. Blake is still, my boy Blake is still a free agent. My boy Blake is still a free agent. I uh, I have a weird feeling they're gonna snag him at some point. I just have a weird weird vibe about it. You know, I doubt it, but maybe you never know. I have a Susan Waldman moment with Blake Griffin. <laughs> Out of all the things I've never seen, John, you know, Blake Griffin is in the owner's box. I don't know, I'm sorry. I had <laughs> That's to. referring to Roger Clemens coming back to, to pitch for the Yankees. I know, I was cringeworthy, but I had to pull that out of there. So uh, we kind of found out TJ Warren and Curry are still hurt. Boo. Uh, it's a little scary for TJ Warren. You were telling me that he's going to be back in November, possibly? 
he's going to be such a fucking piece for this team. We saw what he could do in the bubble. I think that he could repeat that, maybe not to the T of like those big monster games, but coming off the bench, I'd love to see him. I could see him being like a Derrick Rose type player off the bench. Not in the same extent of type of offensive player, but that kind of like spurt ability, as they call it, like the ability to like do affect the team in small, short bursts. And like, again, he's got injury history, so you can't right away, you can't really ride him too much. But I think towards the end of the year, if he fills it up, I think he could be like a stable guy on the second unit. I agree. And of course, our boy Seth Curry is uh, hopefully he'll be back for the preseason. That was a little shocking to me. That was a little shocking. I was not uh, very happy to hear that. It was a very similar injury to Joe Harris. Then they get the same surgery? Same surgery. So you guys got to be careful with the speculation with this stuff. But it's a little uh, I'm a little nervous about that. Like you said, I'm a little apprehensive about that. And it's uh, I hope they don't push him and rush him back. I feel like they still have enough shooting um, to compensate for right away. You know, obviously, you want him back as soon as possible. Yeah, that's a lot of shooting to be out with TJ Warren and Seth Curry. Oh man, I, uh, I, you know, if if most teams can say, yeah, that's a lot of shooting, but I think we have a lot of shooting right now that we can compensate for at the moment. Bear in mind, I think Royce O'Neal is a good shooter too. He's not a bad three point shooter. Mm-hmm. So we kind of got a, a little sneak peek in training camp of what the possible starting lineup would be. In the black jerseys playing against the second unit was Kyrie, Royce, Katie, Ben, and Clax. Very defensive-oriented. Oh, man. Ben and Clax together. A lot of people were kind of shitting on that. It kind of tells you what, how the Nets feel about Ben, that they don't think that he's just going to be just sitting there. You know, he's going to be able to hopefully knock down a couple shots because – if he could do that, Jesus Christ. Here's how I kind of see that going. I think that's the defensive lineup throw out there right away. So you can establish that. Like, listen, what, what was the biggest problem with the Nets last year? And most years recently, the other team would get out to huge early runs. Like the Nets never got out to early leads. They always were crawling their way back. Now they got a defensive team in there keep games a little closer when their offense may not be able to get off the hot start to keep the games close. I think personally that's my opinion of why they would throw this out there in the beginning. I do think he's going to – KD's probably going to be one of the first guys out. Joe Harris is going to come in, maybe Patty Mills, TJ Warren when he's healthy. And then you sub Royce O'Neal in for those – you know, it's like vice versa. But that's how I feel it's kind of going to go. Okay. You got two questions. Two questions. With Kyrie and Ben, who takes up the ball? If Ben takes up the ball, then you have Kyrie, Royce, Katie, and Clax. Clax would be the dunker, so he'd be under the basket, and you got three shooters around, so it won't really matter. Uh, you want to say something? I, I, I just feel like I'm having this deja vu with this conversation with Harden. 
they're the same conversation. How who's oh, gonna, no, it's very different. I know me. different. I just feel like it's like hypothetical. I think the situation's always fluid with the Nets. I don't think they really have a guy that they're just gonna pick to take the ball. Like we we watch like Blake Griffin take the ball up and Jeff Green take the ball up. They throw power forwards throwing the ball up up there. So it's like it really all depends. I think it's a very fluid thing. It's very interesting to see that lineup, and we'll see if that remains when preseason start starts. Of course not. This team's gonna have like a hundred different starting lineups by midseason, and you know it's gonna be this be like that. It's always is. It never changes. Would you make any changes? Would you separate Ben and Clax? Yes. So who would go in instead? Uh, for Ben or Clax? What do you mean? Whoever oh. you want. It's your lineup. Your starting lineup. Um, I like the fact that you could probably put KD at the five to start and Ben at the four, and then probably put Joe Harris in there. That's that's. I think you're fucking crazy, but you know I, that, that, I, that's your opinion. I um, I like I like I like the versatility of having the extra shooter there. I think Nick said this is a shooting NBA. The Nets lacked consistent three point shooting last year. The year before, they had great three point shooting. We argued their defense wasn't great, but in reality, they had good defense. It's just their best players got hurt. Jeff Green was a dog on defense, and they had an undersized lineup going into that Buck series. But listen, their two best players got fucking hurt. What are you supposed to do? All right, enough about that shit. My second question: What's your favorite addition hmm. on the off season? All right, I have a couple, but I think my I think. Royce O'Neal is going to have the biggest impact on, on us for an acquisition this year. Are you shocked that he's a starter? No. No, I think he, he played on a very good Utah team that went to the playoffs, and I, 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 think, he, um, I think he's a solid player. He's a good small forward, and he's a very good wing defender. Good three, a pretty, pretty decent deal, and we had to trade a first rounder to get him. Um, and like we said, it was traded on the same day Katie made his request, which is ridiculous to me. But um, we would have had to pay the first round of the contract anyway. So if you get a trade, you can go over the cap, right? That's my understanding. And you can make more cap flexibility. Or, uh, not really. But, <laughs> all right, well, I tried. And I know that's not, that's not your thing. But, but I, listen, listen. Well, we had to sign the first rounder anyway. So at least you put it to an NBA-ready player that – has playoff experience. Listen, he played 77 games last year with the Jazz, and he shot almost 40%. He shot 38%. Very, very good for a 3 and D player that Nets fans have been clamoring for. There, You could argue he was probably the second-best defender on the, on the Jazz team behind Gobert. You think so? Uh, Mitchell is a good defender, too, but... I do think uh, Royce O'Neal is pretty versatile regarding the guards to the forward position. Donovan the Nick Mitchell? Yeah. You mean the, you mean the Cavalier? Mm. They're going to have a – not that they hurt, but they're going to have a decent squad, right? Cavs, Cavs are going to be in very interesting. They, very I'm sorry, they interesting. traded Garland away, right, in that deal? No. They, Sexton? They have, yeah, Sexton, Sexton is gone. Sexton. I like Sexton, but oh, yeah, that's – that's besides the point. They're not. They couldn't. They couldn't keep both those guys. Okay. From my, I guess it's not really sleeper, but my favorite addition at this current moment, I'm gonna have to give it a, a Markeith Morris. 
It's a needed size. The front court still looks a little, you know, a little small for me. They've said that he could play the five. He doesn't, I don't know if he's fully comfortable playing the five, but listen, 6'9", 245 on a vet's minimum deal. This guy is shot, you know, he's consistent with his three pointers. If you want to play him as a stretch five, 34% is not bad. That's what he shot the last three years. I kind of liken him to the role of a maybe of Jeff Green, but he's going to fuck people up. He's going to fuck people up. And that's something the Nets needed someone to kind of bully the other team when we were getting bullied. He's going to be a dog. Nets. James Johnson was going to be that guy last year. Let's hope Markeith Morris doesn't turn into another James Johnson. This could be a steal for the Nets. Yep, you could be right, but he was hurt last year, so we'll see what he's bringing. But to the how table. did how did he get hurt? Oh, exactly. I, just, I know that it, whole it wasn't, thing. I know. Yeah, I know. I got it. It wasn't like he was running and he tore something. I, I would be more worried with that. I, I love the signing. I like it too. Great, great, great signing. I like that how we filled the roster. I think we kind of cleared house of all like the bad juju that was in the area. I don't think Bruce Brown was bad juju, but you know maybe Aldridge wasn't the best guy to have off the bench. It was just his defense. His defense hurt the net. The next problem was defense. Yep, and three point shooting. They've. Uh, I'm very impressed with Marks with uh, adding. Uh, Yuta, adding Edmund Sumner, these guys that are good defenders. I don't know how much playing time Yuta's going to get, but Nets, Nets fans, they kind of seem like he's going to be like the backup. It's never been said of anything. He's on a training camp deal, but uh, I think Nets fans are going to like his defense. And he could shoot. Could he win the last, you know, last spot off the bench? Possibly. You know, I don't, we I don't need see why size. Yeah, no, I, I agree, man. I don't see why not. I, I just – I don't think he's – I don't know. I think we're expecting a little too much. He shot 37% from three the last two years. I don't know. I feel like every season we try to find this guy, and I feel like Marks has occasionally hit lightning in a bottle with a few of these guys. And I'm not saying Watanabe is not going to be that guy, but I just don't see it. I just think he's going to get lost on the bench like a Millsap. I like it as a training, like training camp. Yeah, he might not even be a team. You know, he's on a, an exhibit nine contract. I mean, given the state of the NBA, I mean, who knows? Damian Lillard could just get released out of nowhere. I thought it was interesting that Marks added someone like Edmund Sumner when there's so many guards on this team already, especially with David Duke Jr. coming back. A lot of guards kind of missing the DeAndre Jordan, the Drummond center that we kind of were banking on having. That's not going to be around this year. I think Sharp. I think they, I really think they believe Sharp's going to be that guy. It's possible. Supposedly, uh, they've been working out. He gained weight. He's been working out all year. And Clax got bigger for sure. But once again, we run into the Ben Clax issue mm-hmm. with the shooting. But we'll see. All this is going to work itself out. Sure, we'll, we'll go with that. I like your optimism, Pete. Anybody else you want to highlight? Oh, um, you know, honestly, it's something to be said of uh, Zegergowski. You know, I, I think they – I didn't expect him to show up in that, in that uh, the, you know, 
be like at that at that capacity. Like I told, you, I told you, he'd be out of the league by now. But he had a good year with Long Island, and they seemed to think something of him. You know, they keep his, bringing... yeah, his shooting didn't translate last year, but uh, from I'm gonna source Jay from BK, hmm. a Nets insider on Twitter. He said he was one of the top three shooters on the team. Hmm. It's interesting. I don't know. Like I, the guy does have good shooting numbers, and he's he's a shooter. But I just don't see the spot. Yeah, like why are you keeping all these guards? Too many guards, yeah, Charlie. I know. I know. I know. Maybe they like competition. Maybe they like having the guards fight. Maybe it brings out the best in all the guards, and maybe it gets better players. I don't know. I don't know what the hell the point is. You don't have Kenny Atkinson on the team whispering to them. I want Blake back. <laughs> Cheese I, coming back. That was a shocker. I, you know, he even said it. He's like, you know, I, I have, uh, I have, uh, what is it called? Um, oh, what is it called? He won a championship last yeah. year. No, he said he was like, oh, I have unfinished business. That's what he said. Very. I thought that was an interesting signing. I think he knows the system and he's a guard. Again, why so many guards? He's small, though. That's the problem. I like what he brings to the table. He's a hell of a shooter and he's definitely streaky. With him and Patty coming off the bench, that's not a lot of size. I think there's Patty's just a spark plug off the bench at this point. I think you got to go with Harris and Curry over, over Patty Mills, right? I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. Patty is clutch, though. Uh, Pat, Patty is amazing. I love Patty. I, I'm so happy we got Patty back. And I think that's going to be an underrated pickup, even though it's not really a pickup or re-up, as they call it on the streets. I don't know. Don't, don't quote me on that. That was That's not what they say on the streets, do they? No. Not really. And talking about the center, I, I'm sure you're, you'll be able to figure this one out. But for Net fans at home... I'm going to give you uh I don't know shit. I, I promise you. I just I'm going to just I'm going to muff this. No, I don't believe it. Player, I'm going to give you uh sorry. I'm going to give you two players, maybe three players. Their height and their weight. And we're going to be talking about the center position. Okay. Shoot. Okay. Let's see if it, this will make sense. Player A is 6'11". 215 pounds. Player B, also 6'11, 240 pounds. One player is established as a center. The other one is uh, not really considered a center. And that fans are going crazy about having him play center. Okay. Crazy in a bad way. All right. So let's see what we got. Let's put all the chips on the table. All right. Player A was 6'11". How much? 215 pounds. For the fans at home, I'm going to say that's Nicholas Claxton. You got it, bro. It's almost like you knew the answer. I'm telling you, man, I'm the smartest guy in the universe. So I'm torn between player B and player C. I don't know who's who here. This is a not Player a, C has not been introduced yet. Oh, shit. Oh, man, he got him. Just, all right. So... You want me? Okay, I'll add player player. So you can add player C then. I'm, I'm gonna, we have our notes in front of us, and Charlie just did a, a boo boo. No, I didn't. Player C is six eleven two sixty five. 
I don't know who that is. I have no idea. It's got to be um, Dayron Sharp. Got to the weight gives it away. <laughs> what about he, player B? Just fucking say it. Damn, it's Ben Simmons. I think it's interesting that Ben is the same height as Clax, but people get all up in their ass about, you know, you know, Ben playing center, blah, blah, blah. He can't play center. Listen, if they needed to play center, he might get some center minutes. I, he's bigger than Claxton. He could be a point center if you wanted to take up the ball. Why can't he? He'd be like a faster Nikola Jokic. Jeez, really? <laughs> I mean, why not? Same thing. They basically do the same shit, but one just shoots better. And it's not the guard. <laughs> Isn't that right. crazy? Do you find that nuts? That a guy like Jokic is a better three point shooter than Ben Simmons? Uh, no, because that guy's a fucking monstrosity. Okay, Brooke Lopez is a better three-point shooter than Ben Simmons. There's like, there's more. There's a, there's more seven-footers that shoot better three-pointers than Ben Simmons than guards that can dunk. Than guards under six foot that can dunk. You know, it's. I think I don't know. I know the guy works on it. I think it's kind of mental at this point. But I'm. I'm I'm so excited to see this. Imagine this. KD, Kyrie, Ben. You can't... You have to double KD, right? You got to double KD. You got to have someone watching Kyrie. You're going to have another shooter in the corner. So instead of Ben being kind of pressured into threes and shit like that, he's going to be able to drive through if they try to give him too much space. And, you know... He could hit a three if Kyrie is driving and wants to kick it out to him. I, I'm I'm okay with him taking threes, even if he misses a couple. I really am. Ben is most successful, and I think he's the most effective in transition. And he's going to his right in transition. He is extremely effective at that, just running off the off the glass layup. If, if people can run with him down court and get space down the court and that, and he's not comfortable taking that. I mean, think of the possibilities. Like you said, it's going to be incredible. I mean, if, it, if everything works out, it's actually as it should on paper, as it should on paper, this is probably the most, I would say it would probably be the most complete in the sense of like, except the fact that we don't have a really, really, really big guy. Like a drumming guy. I think we have like a, a nice, perfect semblance of players for this roster. I don't know if that's saying a lot. I think uh, Markeith Morris had a quote from Media Day. He said the pieces last year didn't fit, and I think he's right. I think the pieces do fit this year. Listen, every year since KD and Kyrie have come, I've been very excited. This year, I really feel like it. I don't know if I'm setting myself <laughs> up for failure. Oh, 100%. Again. I definitely feel like this team could win the East outright. Easy. I think, yes, 100%. And I'm going to re-harp on the point that Ben Simmons is the bigger and better Bruce Brown. You're a piece of shit. I know. I'm sorry. That's what it is. And you're a vast upgrade in that position. All right. You want to get to the wrap-up? Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Let's put it in a, in a wrap. Spinach, tomato, sun-dried tomato, whole wheat, you name it. Um, got yeah. a couple new jerseys out. And we always wrap it up with some nice jerseys. And we knew the leaks. Everyone knew this. 
We're still waiting for one more, which is the white Basquiat. For now, we'll start with your favorite, the Dr. J jersey. Yeah, uh, it's about time. Charlie's not that big of a fan of the Dr. J jersey somehow, even though the Dr. J jersey is a top NBA jersey of all time. I'm warming Don't up to me. it. I'm warming up to it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy that shit. One thing I'm scared about with this jersey is that I'm going to buy a KD jersey <laughs> with it, and then he's going to want to leave next year. So... I'm not sure who I'm gonna get yet, but I'm definitely excited for that. Royce O'Neal. I was thinking Seth Curry. Crazy enough. Maybe. I like Seth Curry. I think you should go get a Joe Harris jersey. How about Ben? No. Joe Harris. Yeah, you're a hater. I don't know. I just feel like Joe Harris is a safe bet. It's possible. He's gonna probably lead the Nets in every three point shooting category in his career. So why not? That's a good. That's a good point. It's like getting a Keith Van Horn jersey. Shout out to Keith Van Horn. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the statement jersey now. I've so far this is my favorite out of the releases. We'll see how the Basquiat looks, but this has been my favorite. I love the all black. I like the black on black. Black on black with the white numbers. I think the the letters now I'm seeing it look a little more clunkier than I want them to be. The numbers look a little more. I would say like cartoonish. Then I want them to be not that big of a deal. They're too elongated. I think I see them now like on a – the numbers and the letters are too elongated, and it gives like a tubular style. And I, I'm not – I don't know. I like the colors more than I like the lettering. Okay. So the jersey itself, when I see it like laying on the ground or laying on a table or whatever, you know, when they're taking pictures of it, it looks nice. But the pictures I see it on, on people – it looks too big, the Nets name on front on the, on the front. It looks large as fuck. I I don't know. I like the way it looks. Maybe it'll be better as you know they uh, they start producing them. They'll make a little bit of a change, but that shit looks too big. Yeah, agreed. Same. That's yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I I don't know if I'm gonna get one now, but I like it. I still like the colors. Colors are awesome. I like the idea of it. Yep. Uh, we'll see. I, we'll see how the Basquiat comes out. There's a couple of on. I don't know if we're going to get an earned jersey this year, but we'll see. I believe we're supposed to because last year we did not have one. Even though we were supposed to be. we everyone well, makes every playoffs. two years. Oh, okay. Every two. I thought it was every year also. What would you? How hyped would you be if they pull a Swamp Dragon earned jersey? I'm going to just get talking into existence, so don't even bother. I'm just going to every episode bring it up until it's they – It's not going to happen. It's going to happen. the copyright. To who? To nobody. So why don't we get it? Get it, bro. I'm gonna do it right after this episode. If I if the Swamp Dragon copyright's still available and we own that, and the Nets are just like, hey, we want to do a Swamp Dragon night. I'm gonna have to take this out of the podcast. We'll let you use it, but you have to give us courtside seats every game and full locker room access with player interviews for our pod. That's it. That's what we gotta do if you want to use it. No. Just for the Swamp Dragon night, you gotta give us custom jerseys like Pete and Charlie. It's gonna be nice. I like that. I agree, but we'll see. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'll hold my breath. going to be holding it for a while. Yeah. Anyway, what's your, what's your gauge on this season? We're going to go way too early predictions. What do you think? I think the Nets are going to be the first seed. At the record, I'm not sure yet, just because I got to do the math and look at the roster, who's going to be around, who's going to be hurt. Is TJ Warren going to come back? 
But this roster looks like they could really run away with the East. Anything lower than three right now would be disheartening. See, I, I would love to agree with you, Pete. I mean, that's like my heart says, yeah, one seed, we're going to be the best team in the world. But I just – there's something around this team during the regular season that just shit just never falls into place. Something goes wrong. It's like always one step forward, two steps back. Like, oh, oh, we got the big three back together. Oh, one of them's hurt again. Two games. Here's a tease. Then Woody going out. Then Woody going out. I mean, I'm not Harris saying – getting hurt. Everyone gets injured. But then wrap that up with all the Kyrie drama, the KD drama, the Ben Simmons stuff. The COVID the missing games. COVID. It's just – man, it just feels like you got all odds are against this team to making a fucking run. And I just feel like something's going to just put a fucking anchor down on our boat and just stop us in our tracks. And it's just going to be like midseason. We're going to have a nice start. It's going to be midseason before all-star break. I just think we're going to drop to the third seed. Does Nash keep his job the full year? 10 games under 500. Like I said, he loses his job. So with your prediction of the team, you think that he's going to be yeah. there at the end of the year? Yes. I think he will finish the year also, unless they fucking go for a fucking free fall. You're going to have to have at least four players get hurt. I mean, for that to really get them out of the playoff contention in the East. I'm sorry. Like, four... Any one of any one of KD, Ky- Kyrie, Simmons, and Joe Harris, and Seth Curry. I think the five players that you really need on this team to go. Do you trade KD if you're like the sixth seed? Everyone's healthy, but they're just not Man, playing well. Pete, they're, all they're telling us is like this guy's in it for the long haul. I maybe there could be straight I just up line for us. Believe it. I I don't believe it either. It's just everyone's like, oh, we came to terms. This is a long term thing. I don't. I don't buy that shit. I don't buy it either, man. It's. I've. I've been hearing the bullshit for too long. Anything else you want to sum up? It's pretty much it. All right, guys. Have a great day. Have a great night. Follow us on the Twitters. Only Nets fans pod. Only Nets fans pod. And on IG, where Charlie likes to roam, as well as. Reddit, follow the IG at the only Nets fans you know. The only Nets fans you know on IG. Only Nets fans pod on Twitter. Let's uh, complete that commute. Let's get ramped up for the season. And wrap. I usually do like quick little tidbits here, but this one's going to be a special one. You'll notice it's extravaganza. So... Um, I don't really put a lot of personal information into this podcast, but, um, I, uh, I got a wedding coming up and, you know, I have a co-host and I want to announce that he's also going to be one of my groomsmen at my wedding. So he wants it. And I got him a little, little, no. I got him a little Nets pack here to announce it. And uh, you don't have to put this in the pot if you don't want to, because I'm not putting you on the spot, but I also, this is for me. That's for you. My uh, co-host and now a groomsman. You can open it. Bro, I want I'm you gonna, like that ass. I'm gonna fucking start like crying. Want, but before you cry, I need you to open it up because there's some real nice stuff in there. And that stuff. I'm gonna. I be, need you to announce. You're gonna, it. you're gonna get me sick, bro. Well, that's why I, I did it at the end, so you didn't have to. Jesus Christ! It's not I much, wish man. we had we had video for this. 
He got me a Nets a Nets thermostat. Thermos thermos mug. Ther sorry, thermos mug. A couple pictures of my boy Kyrie. That's a Dayron Sharp rookie card. <laughs> Dayron Sharp rookie card. <laughs> Just some bullshit. I, I thought it was kind of cool. Just uh, some grooming stuff. Uh, uh, a charcoal body bar. We got a Nets. We got some nice Jack Daniels. Thank you, my friend. And that's we a, got an on, the on-court towel of the Brooklyn <laughs> Nets now is in my possession. Hey, man, it's fucking super cooling absorbent. And that's a personalized little groomsman bag. That's it in there. I'm sorry. You don't, you don't have to fish anywhere else. Just something, just something little just to announce. Nice little announcement. So I thought this was a, a perfect time to do it. Thank you, buddy. You don't have to add this in, though, if you don't want to. No, it's just it's staying in. Staying in? All right, guys. We're out. Later.